1: Sheila, stop me. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying
0: not to look at you. I'm trying not to look at you.
2: Hey everyone, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another After Buzz TV after show for your favorite show and ours. It suits season three, episode six um title crap what was the title (laughs) flashback (laughs) the other time that was it i'm tiana hobson and joining me tonight i have two giggling girls (laughs) who i'll let introduce themselves (laughs) hey everyone it's Ashida Andre. hi guys i'm mckay um tonight's episode was so much fun we got to have a little flashback (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with my hair before we went on, my hair did something wild with the
1: headphones, and now I'm self-conscious. We will post up the pictures after the show. <laughs> now I'm self-conscious,
2: because Ashita keeps looking at me and laughing. I don't know Steven, how can to take it that. Steven, can I text it to you
1: to post it up here?
2: <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, okay. I want to talk
1: about suits.
2: Um, <laughs> we got a little flashback into ten years ago for all of our favorite characters. We're going to start with Harvey and Donna. And a little bit of Cameron in there. A little bit of Jessica in there, too. I'm, she does. I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. She is, like, crying so with tears right now if you're not watching. She's,
1: I think she's mad oh she didn't see God. any today. I know. Okay. I'm she's crying
2: right now. I don't know what's happening. Alright, are you good? I'm good. Okay, she's good. Um, so, our flashback starts with um, Donna and Harvey fighting over Donna being Donna. Well, not fight- fighting. They're more flirtatiously bantering. But
1: I love the innocence mm-hmm. in all the characters, if you go back and look at it. And comparing them to now who, who they really are, I like the old ones.
2: I did like the old ones. And I like the old um, Harvey-Donna um, Yes, sort of rela- working relationship that they have. You know, Harvey's... Um, a lot more aggressive with his flirting, but it's still in an innocent way where he's not going to cross that line, whereas now we see them as just, like, a working relationship.
1: But I think he's had to do that, put up a, a, a wall, a guard with Donna, because he doesn't want to uh, let the emotions get in the way of them working.
2: Yeah, because, and she has that role that she doesn't get involved with people who she works with, so that was an issue Not an issue, but it was one of the things back in the day 10 years ago, and it's a thing now, even though she's kind of blurred the lines, we'll get to that um, in a little bit. Um, But, you know, we have this case that Cameron and Harvey are working on. It's Cameron's case, Harvey's um, back of the DA's office and he's working on it and um, Cameron wants to give Harvey the head litigator position but we find out that um, you know, Cameron's buried some evidence and Harvey has to kind of come to the he has to come to a moral, make a moral decision of if he's going to admit it and tell everyone what happened or if he's going to help Cameron cover it. So I thought it was kind of interesting how, um, I mean, it's it's a story that we've heard before, but to actually see how it went down, it was kind of interesting to see Harvey struggling with the gray area versus the full black area. What did you guys think?
1: Um, I think he definitely did the right thing. Obviously, mm-hmm. coming forward and giving his testimony and letting them know that it was an honest mistake and giving his affidavit, uh, for Cameron. What I did like more was his, uh, relationship with his dad and going to his dad for advice. We've seen Harvey being this badass guy, you know, who doesn't show his emotion, who, you know, will run you to the ground, but you see a genuine person who cares about doing the right thing and seeing that he's going to someone for advice because really now who does he have to go for advice? Mm -hmm. Jessica? And it's all business. He can't get any you know personal uh personally involved with or invested with anyone at the firm. So I feel like that, Harvey it's completely different than the Har- Harvey we see now. And I think, in a way, he mirrors who he works with.
0: That's a, a good, good point. That is a good point. Yeah, I agree.
2: Um, I think that it's something that he is mirroring who he works with, um, like you said. And, I don't know, him working with, but him going to work with Jessica, um, you know, before I felt like maybe she was innocent in all this, but, you know, we see that he does go to work for her and she's maybe not as innocent as she seemed either because what we see Harvey doing to her, she's already done to the previous people. I mean, I knew she had done it with Hardman, you know, to kick him out. But, you know, he was a bad person and had done wrong. They never told me what these other people did. What was the name of the front? Gordon Schmidt and Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. They never said if right. for what they were doing, <clears throat> just that. Jessica and Harvin decided, you know what? It's our turn. So night. we're going to be in the, in, in the night. Mm-hmm. So either one, both um, Cameron and Jessica, kind of aren't setting great examples for Harvey either way you look at it. Right. But he chose Jessica.
1: But at least he decided to let her know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, before he actually made, <clears throat> made the move, even though he was going to do it, it was just, hey, I'm going to give you a heads up, even though I'm doing it in the middle of the night. But at least you know about it, You're, you don't find out in the morning. I like
0: how he prepped her. I mean first, yeah. like he, like she was a client, yeah, <laughs> he prepped her slowly, and then he gave the the news. he also did it, but exactly by her, her reaction, I noticed I'm sorry to cut you off, but by her reaction, it let me know that she didn't know. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. She And I thought that maybe she would know or she would say, I'm not surprised. I knew it all along. I was just waiting to see if you would tell me mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. But by her reaction, I was like, wow, she didn't know. I think that she,
2: I never really felt like she knew. Mm-hmm. But I think that she maybe had an idea that, you know, Harvey is a ticking time bomb. And so I need to do these things to try and like cool him off before he does something stupid or that he might regret. Mm-hmm. And then when he told her, she realized, you know, it's too late he's already done it. And I mean, he took her back to the same spot where she took him when right. she said the same speech to him about how they were going to take over the Van Dyke people. So. so
0: it's okay to do it to someone else when it's done to you. It's horrible. I mean, it's yeah. kind of, you know, we're
2: lawyers. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey kettle, here's the pot. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs>
1: but I love Lewis's reaction. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <Lewis> <laughs> coming in to see Harvey's name on the door. Priceless. Priceless. He was having such a good day
2: too before that happened. And he was just like telling Donna, you know, the cat slept with me last night. Uh, right. His sister like, broke her leg. Sister broke her leg. <laughs> oh, everything's right in the world and sees Harvey's name up there and is like I need a day. I need a day. The <laughs> and then I liked how they brought it full circle to ten years, you know, beforehand when Harvey mm-hmm. was back and he was back early and he's like I need a day. That's so I mean, funny. Lewis came in for two lines in the whole <laughs> episode, but it still made the episode that much greater. Um, getting into Harvey and Donna's relationship a little bit more, I loved how you know they think that they need a tradition or a ritual to celebrate winning cases, and Donna whispers something in his ear about what she would do with the whipped cream, and we don't know what that is, but. We do know that at one point Harvey went over there because they both weren't working together anymore. Mm-hmm. So, hey, that rules out the door and she had the whipped cream ready. And then I know Ashita was very upset because <laughs>
0: I know. she didn't get to see what I happened with that get to whipped cream. didn't see anything. But all I saw was what? 209?
2: That was the room? Yeah. <laughs> two, and she said it should have been 269. <laughs> dirty girl wants her dirty numbers
1: and i like that harvey's jealousy is coming out because for Mm -hmm. however long you know for three seasons we've seen suits he's always he's never admitted to having any affection or anything towards donna Mm -hmm. and i really respect him for coming out and telling donna that he is jealous he is jealous of steven But what does that mean?
2: Is he jealous because he wants to be Steven?
1: No, you know what it means? It means that she didn't respect her rule because if it could be Steven, why can't it be me? That's what it means.
2: And Mm. my argument for Donna's case on this one is Steven Steven was supposed to not. (laughs) Yeah, Steven's not really supposed to be there long. He was only supposed to be there for a little bit. And so that's why she broke this rule or made an amendment. She didn't break the rule. She made an amendment because he wasn't really going to be there. Mm -hmm. And now he's been around longer and there's possibly feelings involved. We don't really know how that's going. But my argument for, to Harvey is why is it okay for you all these years to be talking about all these girls that you've been with and you've dated and Donna has sat there quietly and never once been like the super jealous, crazy ex but as soon as mm-hmm. she finally gets to have someone and have some fun. Because it's not in her face, I don't think.
1: Plus, it's now work-related. Yeah, because he sees
0: it every day. Every time, you know, she's yeah. on lunch, she's not really around. So it's in more in his I'm face. I'm sure
1: she's dated people that he's known about as well. But, you know, it's not work-related and she's not mm-hmm. breaking one of her rules. Right. Oh,
2: so he's, his problem is just <clears throat> that it's a in broken his face. role. I think it's in his face. I kind of feel like, you know, a lot of people who he's had relationships with have been in her face cuz some of them have been other people. Yeah. Um gosh, why am I blanking on all their names right now? Oh, the girl but, that
1: helped them get yeah, the
2: merge. Get the merger. Um
1: Yeah. She that's was true. she's a
2: coworker and she was in the office every Scotty. She was in the office every day and Donna had to see that and then there was also um the one who left because her she was Women saying just care handle it better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's actually yeah. his... Yeah, his, 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 wife. Yeah, his real, real his wife. Real life. And I
2: can't remember her character's name to save my life right now. But she was another one who Donna saw a lot of and she was always around and she encouraged him to right. be a better person with some of these girls. So That's true. Just saying, Harvey. That's true. It's tough
0: for men. It's tough, it's tough for men. But
2: I like how mm-hmm. 10 years ago, even... The same as it is today, Donna was still kind of keeping Harvey in check because, you know, when he was debating with the whole McKenzie file thing, she was the one telling him, like, this is wrong. And if you start it now, you're not going to stop because I found all these other cases that Cameron has done the same thing with. And his first time, he probably said, this is the only time and look <clears throat> at him now. Right. You know, but. Um, Which
1: gives a good insight into Cameron and how he operates and how, you know, he does dirty business mm-hmm. yeah it makes me not want
2: him to win that much more right like I'm already going to be I'm already rooting for Harvey and them to finally put a nail in the coffin with this whole Hessington oil case Which but it's is yeah, not. Not. it's not oh, I'm gonna but good. I'm still rooting for that but I know. finding out like more about Cameron's dirty dealings makes me think what is he dirty dealing in this trial right mm-hmm. now or it's not a trial yet but in this case right now so
1: do you think uh, Harvey spoke too soon Jessica I think that Harvey
2: leaving Stephen out of the loop hurt him because I if we're getting into that part of it I don't know if Stephen knew what he was doing when he did it the way everything's set up it makes it seem like Stephen's in the doghouse right now because he led you know everyone to this guy but did he think he was helping and because he didn't know what Harvey had found and what their moves were, he ended up screwing everyone over.
1: But we've all, you know, we said it all along that he's had ulterior motives into uh, coming to the U.S. and helping Harvey. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's doing it to make sure he doesn't win so he doesn't get the managing partner. Um Because, is he managing partner? And in... No. Okay, and so maybe it's a whole competition thing between, you right. know him and his ego that you know Harvey can't be a managing partner before him so he has to do everything he can to stop that
2: yeah Mm, that's a good prediction yeah that is a little that is a good prediction we'll see yeah um and I wanted to also bring Mm -hmm. up the fact that you know Harvey when he does decide to go to Mm -hmm. um back to what's now Pearson Hartman um you know he comes in there with demands for Jessica um you know he's like I have two conditions or, no, that wasn't that part. Um, but he demands that Donna get a job with mm-hmm. him, even though they've already had their night of whatever happened behind those Rendezvous. closed doors. Um, and I love the scene with them at the diner mm-hmm. with Donna and Harvey kind of...
1: It was Patching a little awkward,
2: up. but it was, it was like that after we're in between, like, what are we kind of... Right. You know this just happened, and now what are we talking? about? I just
1: love how he's um, he's like an ass when he can't get Donna, mm-hmm. and then he you know because she doesn't break her uh, composure. She's always the way she is, and this is Donna. She says that you know I'm not sorry for who I am mm-hmm. and um, how I come across. So he we see that when in the beginning of the episode when he was new and he was working with Donna. And he tried hitting on her and she was mm-hmm. like, no. <laughs> like, you wish. So now he's like, I'm here, you're here, now do your job. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, that was.
1: That's what I was saying. He's, he was imitating Cameron yeah, because he did the same Cameron thing. Cameron did the same thing. You know, Jessica taking the company over mm-hmm. from the previous, uh, magic partners and now he's doing the same thing. So. Harvey, stop learning bad habits. Yeah, stop that. And Start then, learning some yeah. good ones for British Harvey, <laughs> and get Donna. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go
2: get you, girl. Uh, and I love. Well, I'm I'm a little confused still what their new ritual is because <laughs> yeah. he he stole a can opener from the waitress at the diner, and they said maybe it can be something involving the can opener. And I know that they've shown us their little ritual, but I feel like it wasn't really that. M- I thought we were going to get more mm-hmm. into the backstory of the can opener. I mean, I'm glad we know where it came from and, you know, the sentimental value right. now. But I kind of was expecting it to be a little bit <clears throat> more. I think
1: it was just at the moment that was the only thing yeah. that he could have and, picked up.
2: And he just kind of swiped it off of her. <laughs> she didn't even know. Yeah, right. How's she going to do her job if she doesn't have that can open? Right. Um, yes. And then we got more into Mike and his backstory. So basically, Rachel couldn't, Rachel wasn't around 10 years ago. So they sent Rachel off to go visit Stanford Law School. Um, (laughs) So that the rest of the episode could focus on other things. And we wouldn't have to figure out what to do with Rachel 10 years ago, too. Um, but, it's back to Michael or Mike and Trevor days when they're in school and, uh, you know, Mike or Trevor being the, his usual weed pot slinging guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike finds out that he got into Harvard. And so the guys want to go out and celebrate. So they go to the, a, A-E pies or something like that. Some fraternity party where they end up in a poker game that goes wrong. And, um, Trevor ends up giving Mike his money to because Mike's like this is a sure thing. There no way I'll lose this hand and then the guys cheated. They basically set them up. Right. So um at this point, Trevor owes Omar.
0: Omar's hilarious. Omar <laughs> some money. He owes him a
2: thousand <laughs> bucks hilarious. and he needs some money. He convinces Mike to, you know, give him the <clears throat> test answers of the math test he had just taken because Mike can remember everything. Um, let's talk about Trevor because they get the money and they go take it to Trevor. And I don't know, call me being stereotypical with this, but when he was talking about Omar is going to kick my butt, like if I don't have the money, I'm so scared of Omar. And then you open the door and you see who Omar is. Like some nerdy college student who's just living in his little apartment. Watching the wire. Watching the wire. Right. Which I love.
0: Oh my god, it was great. Yeah, I
2: thought I thought that was a nice little twist because mm-hmm. it's like really this is who you're afraid of, right? But I and thought Mike th- started laughing <laughs> like I did in the beginning of the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, <laughs> really. Yeah, so they Mike ends up easing <clears throat> down the situation because you know Omar is mad because Trevor's. A day late with his payment, <laughs> I'm like, you got your money at least, you know? Right. Well, who cares if it's a day late? As long as it's not like a week late, you know, everything's cool. <laughs> we're good, drug dealer. We're good. <laughs> um, so Mike has to get in there and start quoting. Um, oh gosh, why is it pulp, just, fiction. pulp fiction? Yeah. Um, they have a little Pulp Fiction <clears throat> off, which I love about this show that, how they bring in all these movie references that sometimes go over my head, but our fans are very good at pointing mm-hmm. them out, um, for me and for all of us out there who don't get them all. Um, and so he kind of eases the situation with Omar. Omar's like, yeah, I like this Negro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, neither one of you are Negroes. Oh, right. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um and so on their way out is when um omar gives mike a little patch of weed and then he's like walking around campus flaunting it and i was like oh my gosh put that away you're about to <laughs> how stupid are you waves a bag of weed around like that like hide it somewhere um but campus security comes and picks up trevor um for the whole selling the
1: I didn't even, That didn't even test. cross my mind. I thought they were going to get him for the weed. And, you know, I remember... When they said selling, I was like, selling weed. I didn't...
2: Yeah, I remember that that's why Mike got kicked out of school for selling test dancers. But in that moment, I was just so focused on the weed, I forgot right. that they had done the test dancer thing. I knew it was going to be something with the test
1: dancers. Yeah, but what yeah. irritates me more is um, the dean oh, not yeah. holding his daughter accountable for... Having to pay a thousand dollars to get test dancers, but you know, expelling Mike for,
0: but he got expelled because it was his daughter.
2: Well, he he was forced to resign. For, I mean, for, well, yeah. yeah. So he, in his retaliation, he decided to take it out on Mike when it, like Emma said, your daughter's the one who was out there buying the test dancers, and clearly there's something you need to get wrapped up tighter at home because you're being forced to resign because this looks bad on you as an education professional. Right. It's not really that Mike did this. I mean, the, he set the wheels in motion, but if it wasn't him, it would have been someone else that she went to, to get, those test answers and i need mike and trevor to be smarter well trevor to be smarter and know who's who the dean's daughter is right <laughs> right so that you're not the one selling the test to the it dean's be daughter right. she was
1: a four <laughs> yes, right. she's a
2: four their last names are the same he probably didn't know what the dean's last name was
1: <laughs> he was he
0: probably frenzy and so scared he wasn't even thinking about it Yes, that's probably what's going on too. Yeah, but he still needs to. He needs to. He needs to. Know he needs that. to know better. Yeah, and I
2: love that we got to see um, Mike's grandma again. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good seeing her back on the show because I missed her. Yes, she, had,
1: she always had the best it's advice. Like, I for watch him. Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> I know a thing or two. Yeah,
2: them sitting on that bench together, and
1: yeah, that was that was cute. tender. It was, tender it was a, tender a tender moment. Tender moment. Yeah, it was a flashback to everyone. Yeah. You know that one person that was really in their lives. Yeah, and I thought that was
2: really sweet. And speaking of being your in your lives, we want to be in your lives forever and ever. So make sure you go onto iTunes and you search for our show Suits, um, and you give us some ratings. We need some ratings out there, guys. Give us five stars. Let us know what you like and what you don't like. Make sure you leave comments. You can always leave us comments as well on YouTube. Um, we read those every week. I love hearing what you guys have to say about the show and the things that we might miss. And You guys let us know, and that's always great. Um, since you're online already, make sure you go to SerialBuddies.com and you check out the movie. It's produced by Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menunos And it's hilarious. It's Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. It's got Beth Bears, Kathy Lee Gifford, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher McDonald, um, Maria Menunos. It's an all-star cast and it's hilarious and it's not expensive at all to download. And just remember that when you buy this movie, you're actually helping us out here. We give you all this content for free every week and we try to eliminate all the ads and stuff like that to give you a good, great show. So make sure you Give us our kudos and support AfterBuzz TV. Wow, awesome. Awesome. woo Woo! I got flashing
1: lights for that one. <laughs> yes, I'm doing something right so, if the lights are So how flashing. do you guys feel about um, Harvey having to pay the difference of Donna's salary?
2: I thought that was a noble move that she still to this day does not know about. So it'll be interesting to see because they brought that up. And I feel like they brought it up so that it can come out. -hmm. At a pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. Jessica. Yeah. Jessica might spill the beans, and that might be what makes Donna go like, holy crap, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) You love me. (laughs) Let's make babies. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be the smartest little asses on the playground. But oh could you imagine? Oh god. Oh my goodness. The feistiness that would come out of those kids. Oh boy.
1: The redheads. Very, I mean, I'd watch uh, a
2: show based on their kids <laughs> on the playground, right? Right. Just serving knowledge to five-year-olds, and they're three. Yeah, you know.
1: That's and funny. Mike's and uh, what's her name? Rachel. Rachel's kids will be like the sidekick.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was that was a pretty big thing. And he gave her a signing bonus with which. Clearly had to come out of his. For her to fill out yeah. the number herself. Yeah. So clearly, regardless of, maybe that's why it hurts him. I forgot about that part, too. So when you factored that in, and it's knowledge that she doesn't know about, but he does. He knows what he's sacrificed for her, too, just to keep her around. Well, that whipped cream must have been
1: real good. <laughs> well, she did say. Remember? She well, said, if you have me, then you wouldn't want anything. Uh, oh, yeah. yes.
2: Yes, go daughter, I'm go so Donna. <laughs> Girl knows what she wants and isn't afraid to say it. And
1: knows what to do. And I was actually surprised that um, when Mike came over to Rachel's apartment, I was surprised that she didn't say anything to support him this time. When she was going off and off, you know, on and on about Mike not being supportive of her, and he got into Harvard, and she doesn't have a thing to say.
2: Oh yeah. Maybe I
1: don't know if she ever karma is a
2: bit um <laughs> <laughs> um I think it's interesting that she I don't think it ever crossed her mind that he tried to go to school. Maybe she doesn't even know that he has some college in his background. Maybe she just always assumed that he was just like a freeloader who sold test dance took tests and got through life Mm -hmm. that way and never applied himself. Like this is a whole other side of him that she doesn't even know.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to hearing the
2: story. Yeah. And then, um, I wanted to touch briefly on this whole, um, oil case or Ava's murder trial. So Cameron, Mike realizes that Cameron's been moving someone around to different hotels and there's federal agents involved and blah, blah, blah. um, so they realize that he has another witness who's maybe in protected custody, and it's this Colonel Mariga guy from the video. Um, and then Mike figures out that it was just Cameron's way of bluffing, bluffing to try to get them to agree to a deal. And then when Mike goes to tell him this, that's when Cameron drops the big bomb of the episode. Yeah, we might, that might have been true before, but Stephen Huntley just let us write to him. Which I think, at this point, we should go into our predictions, because that's Mm. what we're going to talk about now. good stuff. And
1: now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions.
2: So, this happens. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Because I know you guys kind of feel like he's been manipulating everyone the whole time, and that he's not really there for true
1: intentions. I'll go first, because I'm going to recall what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back. <laughs> I don't want to be an asshole for next show. <laughs> I think Stephen probably went to uh, to the witness to try to make some sort of a deal because he knew Cameron was bluffing. And, you know, I'm sure Cameron has everyone under the radar where they go, what they do, who they talk to, what they see. So, I think Stephen Cam- uh, heart- Why am I, like, mixing everyone's (laughs) Stephen Steven um, led him to the witness, but not intentionally. Okay. I think he was there to make his own deal and Mm -hmm. to try to get... um, Because he thought he was convinced that Cameron had him.
2: Yeah. And that, you
1: know, it was better to take the five years than to um, have to take life.
2: And to go... To piggyback on that, the one line that stuck out to me in the preview for next week is everyone saying, look... Our uh, Stevens London office one call, so that one call that he probably made from his office could have been to this Mariga guy, which is how it led Cameron right to him. So I mm-hmm. I like that prediction, and I think that might be what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But Ashita, what do you think? Do you think
0: that Steve tried to tell Harvey at the office?
2: I think he was still just trying to get Harvey to take. A bargain, take a deal, take a deal. I think he was still on that phase Okay. When that happened. Okay. But then I'm also excited for next week to see what the fallout will be between Jessica and Harvey because mm-hmm. she was not expecting that. And no, then Harvey tries to come back on his words and be like, "I don't want that now." Yeah, which I believe already, is genuine. But I mean, she she once someone kissed. crosses you like that, how can you really?
0: But how can she really be upset because a chess player
2: is, plays a chess player?
0: Exactly. Like, and a lawyer is a lawyer. A lawyer is lie. a lawyer. That's what she said. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you got, you know, checkmate. You got played. But he well, did Well, it's not made yet because the case
2: Oh, that's is right. taking a twist. Yeah. That's true. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Guys, we want to know what you think. So, um where can everyone find you guys on the social medias? You can find me on Twitter. I promise I'm going to get Instagram next
0: week. <laughs> <laughs> <Ishida> on
1: <laughs> You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at real Emma K. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the
2: Tiana Hobson. Guys, we always have so much fun with you. Thank you for joining us. We'll be here next week. We only have two more episodes before Woo-hoo. the summer finale or and then it's the summer finale. So, Hopefully this stuff gets wrapped up soon, and um, let us know what you think. Hit us up on
1: Twitter. Oh, bye.
0: <laughs> From
1: Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com.